Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Joining us here on 98.7 ESPN is the one, the only, the fabulous. Nobody could win their fantasy football leagues without... Mike Clay. That is right. Mike, how you doing? You ready for the season, dude? Hey, uh yeah, I'm doing uh I'm doing great. Uh it's a grind, obviously, lots going on here. Uh but yeah, ready to roll. We're a month away. Yeah, can you believe it? And by the way, uh we are plugging the fantasy football marathon. I will be up in Bristol with Mike and the crew, uh field and uh is it weasel hamster? What what are we <laughs> <laughs> what squirrel? Uh, there we go, squirrel. There we go, secret squirrel. There we go. Uh, Stefania Bell. Um, all of us. We're going to be up there, and we're going to have some fun for, of course, the fantasy football marathon. So we're really excited about that. That's going to be on Monday and Tuesday. What is that? That's the fifteenth mm-hmm. and sixteenth, right, Mike? Uh, uh, yeah, fourteenth. Fourteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Fourteenth and fifteenth. Monday, Tuesday. Yep, you got it. There we go. The fourth, the fourth. Yeah. Look at my calendar before <laughs> I, I start promoting stuff. Right. Uh, anyway, so we're really excited about it. Hopefully you tune in. Uh, of course, uh, always fun. The fantasy football marathon going uh, 24 hours. Mike's going to get no sleep, but it's okay. Uh, he probably doesn't sleep anyway around this time of year. All right. So let's dive into some of the big storylines, right? And I'm sure everybody asks you, they recognize you maybe at the grocery store up there in Bristol, Connecticut, and they're like, Mike Clay, who are you taking number one overall? The consensus is Justin Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Do you agree with that? I, I absolutely do. I mean, I would take Jefferson first overall. Uh, maybe I'm tipping my pick in our draft we're going to do next uh, Tuesday night live on ESPN. But, uh, yeah, if I get that first pick, I'm taking Jefferson. Uh, he's just been so good the last couple of years in his prime. The high-scoring offense, one of the high-scoring offenses in the NFL since Kirk Cousins has been there, believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine going that way, especially because, you know, there's so many questions at the top of running back, right, more so than – uh, we've had in years past, and uh, I like some of the guys a little bit later, you know, even like rounds four, five, six, usually that's kind of a running back dead zone, but there's some in- interesting young running backs in that range that I'm targeting. I hear you. Um, you know, would you be so, – so let's just – let's talk about the philosophy in regard to running backs, right, and, and the argument that could be made, like you're in the first round, you want to get a running back who's going to get a, a ton of – uh, targets a ton of usage. Somebody like Christian McCaffrey, right? You know, how how do you make that argument to say, all right, pass up on Christian McCaffrey, but take Justin Jefferson? Why? Yeah, so I think, again, part of it is that there's more questions at the top than ever before, right? Like Austin Eckler, I mean, is he going to be able to repeat what he's done the last two seasons with that insane touchdown total? Uh, he's also 28 years old, right? And that's been a drop-off age, in, in fact, over the past uh, 10 years, only 4% of top 15 finishers at running back have been 28 or older. So, uh, and, and by the way, 
it's rare for 27-year-olds to even fit that bill. So these are some running backs who are 27 or older this year. Eckler and McCaffrey, who you just mentioned. Derrick Henry's 29. Nick Chubb, uh, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, James Conner. I mean, the, Alvin Cook. I mean, a lot of these guys have been uh, top performers for a long time, and I'm wondering if we're going to hit a bit of a turnover uh, at that position this season, right? And should we start pivoting to some of these younger potential breakout running backs? So, that's kind of my philosophy, right? I mean, attack receiver early. You have guys in their prime, some star players, uh, that, and obviously the shelf life at receiver is longer. So why not go that way? You know, why not go with a Jefferson or a Chase or a, you know Tyree Killer, even a, you know perhaps a, later in the round, C.D. Lamb or Garrett Wilson in the early second round. Go that direction, heavy on receiver early, and then pivot to some younger running backs. I think that's a, a strategy that can work well this year. Are you heading into the season saying, you know, this is where I would like to draft? And, and, and I, do, I, I do like leagues where the commissioner allows you to pick where you want to draft as, as opposed to picking names out of a hat or just having the random ESPN.com, you know, an hour before your draft. Boom, this is the draft order. I do like commissioners who are like, all right, um, you know, you get your first selection of where you want to draft. Because for me this year, I want to be somewhere around six, seven, eight, because I do believe that Nick Chubb is going to fall. And I'm really big on Nick Chubb. If there was a draft position that Mike Clay wanted to be in this season, what would it be? Yeah. So I always kind of default to one because, uh, you know, history shows that uh, there's a, a parallel between, you know, that it, that it kind of correlates between draft spot and win percentage in league. So, uh, usually it go, you know, it's one is the best, two is the second best, you know, in that order. So usually I'll just lean toward one, take Jefferson. And also because, uh, you know, coming back at the two, three turn, you're still going to have a lot of talent this year, right? It's, you, you know, like I, I get what you're saying. If you're picking at, at that one, two turn, you might get, uh, you know, a, a, a Nick Chubb and I don't know, maybe a CD Lamb or a Monra St. Brown, something like that. But even if you get that early pick and get a star like, say, Justin Jefferson, and you're coming back at the turn, you're still looking at Devontae Smith. The elite quarterbacks are going to be there. Derrick Henry is falling around 20 right now. His current ADP is 20, so in a 10-team league, you could be looking at him or Tony Pollard. Think about Chris Olave, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson. But even at that turn, you're going to have a ton of options. So uh, more so than ever before, I don't know if it matters as much. Again, it's just like so even at the top now. You know, it, it used to be the standout superstars at the top and it's just it's leveler than before i feel like we don't really have those that that clear number one or clear elite tier it's just so much more even than we than we've seen so as always um you know when you and, and i'm sure you're very well aware of this when you draft especially with a number of people in a certain city and they're the fans of a certain team they typically draft they reach for players uh, let's talk about a player on the Jets and a player on the Giants that you absolutely want on your roster. Your thoughts on Garrett Wilson this season now that Aaron Rodgers is here in New York. Where do you have Garrett Wilson ranked in regard to your wide receivers? Yeah, so I'm working on my big article that comes out, the ultimate draft board, during the marathon. And, uh, yeah, there might be some mention of a Jets player in the second round uh, that I go round by round with my favorite target in each round. And it is Garrett Wilson. He is the guy I want on all of my teams this season. He just uh, ascended my wide receiver rankings all the way up now to eighth ahead of guys like Amon Ross St. Brown and E.J. Brown and Jalen Waddell. So I'm in on him. Look, he was 
uh, sixth at wide receiver in targets as a rookie. And the only reason there's not even more hype is because the efficiency was poor because of the quarterback play, right? The touchdowns were uh, underwhelming. The catch rate was low. That wasn't his fault. He's a, a legit star player. Uh, and he's going to have a lot more touchdowns, probably more than double the touchdowns he had last year, which is four with Aaron Rodgers under center. So absolutely love, love, love Garrett Wilson. I'm all in. There are two players, Mike, that I love this season. Uh, one is Nick Chubb. I think folks are sleeping on Nick Chubb. I just explained to you all the reasons why I want to be sitting at seven, eight, nine, so I could get him and, and, and somebody really good coming back on, on the opposite end uh, in, in round two. But for the Giants, it's it's Darren Waller. I'm hearing amazing things, not only how he's performing, but also how he's being utilized in Brian Dable's system. Obviously, the biggest concern there is is being able to stay healthy, right? His last 34 games, he's only played in 20 of them. So, uh, you know, that there's a big risk-reward there. Your thoughts on Darren Waller and, and where you have him ranked in your tight ends? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'll start with that and then, and then go back to Chubb. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I like Waller a lot. Again, I'm, right, I'm kind of foreshadowing. I'm giving it away, Anita. You're teeing me up too well. Like, I'm giving it away. <laughs> yeah, Darren Waller, Darren Waller uh, is, my, is my tight end in that, in that same piece where I go round by round because his ADP is just way lower than where it should be. You know, you have guys like uh, Kelsey Andrews and Hawkinson in the first four rounds. Uh, and then people are taking, like, Kittle and Pitts and Goddard in the sixth round, and Waller's in the seventh, and I have him ahead of all three of those tight ends. So he's, he's my tight end four, and he can be had in the seventh round. That is an absolute steal. Um, I, you know, you hear the speculation that Waller could lead the Giants in targets. Well, yeah, I mean, he should be the heavy favorite to lead the Giants in targets this season, right? They have no real clarity at the wide receiver position, and, and you know, it, it could be a good problem to have so many – uh, guys vying for targets out there, but it also can mean distributing the ball to a lot of different receivers. Waller is going to be the mainstay, and as long as he's healthy, I'm with you. I think he's in uh, for a top five fantasy season. And by the way, quick note on Chubb. I'm with you. I mean, he's probably the best runner in the NFL. Maybe, you know, maybe you give that to Derrick Henry. Chubb is certainly in that conversation, but look, he's never been, he's 20, you know, he's going on age 28. He's never had a top five fantasy season because he's not involved in the passing game. You know, maybe that finally changes this year. You know, we saw a change for Henry last year, uh, but it's hard to give him a big projection in the catch department, and that's going to limit you in PPR formats, right? So um, that's my that's my concern there, right? He just is so reliant on big plays and elite rushing efficiency, and if that flips at all and he doesn't get those targets, it's going to crush you, uh, you know, for a, a guy you're taking in the first round or as a one-two turn. Of course, Mike Clay joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, Lamar Jackson, I've said this on Daily Wager, love the over in passing yards. Now that Todd Munkin is there, they add Odell Beckham Jr., they draft Flowers, you've got Bateman, of course, not just one in tight end in, in Mark Andrews, but I think a lot of people are sleeping. That they, For whatever reason, the, the Ravens always draft really good tight ends. Um, so with that being said, I think this is going to be a different season for Lamar Jackson. He's the quarterback that I am eyeing this year that I want to get like somewhere around round seven or eight. Um, agree or disagree with that? If, 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 there was a, if, if there's a quarterback that you are eyeing that you want and you want to stay with that notion that you don't want to draft a quarterback before round seven, who are you looking for? Who are you waiting for? All right, so now I'm a little worried that you actually have hacked my computer and have seen the stuff <laughs> that no one else has seen but me. 
right. This, this is, this is going to be a problem. If, if we're drafting near each other in this, uh, this live draft. Oh, game, you're going to, uh, you're going to hate me, boo. You're going to hate me. Uh, we're we're going to have problems. We're going to have problems. Uh, yeah. So guess what? Yeah. Lamar Jackson is my, my favorite quarterback target. I'm with you. Um, you know, he's in that kind of tier with Joe Burrow right now in terms of ADP, they're going in a similar range. You also have, uh, Justin Fields and Justin Herbert in that range. I'm, I'm good with Herbert, too. I think he's going to be able to use his legs a little bit more this year, kind of bounce back and be a better uh, fantasy option. And, by the way, the opposite could be true for Joe Burrow. Remember, two years ago when he had his breakout, he wasn't really running much because he was off that major injury, and now he's already beat up this year, So, uh, and it's a leg injury. So could that limit his rushing? If it does, that could knock him down uh, a tier from a fantasy perspective. So that kind of leaves – Lamar Jackson as the kind of standout in that round four tier in 12-team leagues. That's a full, basically a full two rounds after the big three, Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. So I think he is one of the best value targets at quarterback this season. He is going to throw the ball more. He's still going to scramble a lot. I actually don't – I would not take the over on the passing yards because he scrambles so much, but that doesn't mean he's not going to have a big fantasy season. So uh, I'm with you from that regard. I do love Jackson as a fantasy target. All right, Mike, let's end on this. Let's have some fun. Uh, this is a game that I'm sure you play with your buddies. I play with my gals. Uh, but this is ESPN, so we're going to tame it down. It's called Marry, Date, or Discard. Okay? So okay. I'm going to list. <laughs> See what I did there? So I'm going to list three players. I'm going to throw out three players for you um, pertaining to fantasy. Who would you marry? Who would you date? Who would you discard? You ready? All right, let's do it. Br- I'm ready. Brees Hall, Javante Williams, Pollard. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I'm marrying Pollard for sure. He's the only one he looks at that's healthy. And I uh, like him certainly as an RB1. No Zeke there anymore. So, uh, feeling great about Pollard, who, much like Nick Chubb, has been one of the most effective running backs in the NFL since he's been around. So, he's the marry. That's an easy one. Uh, I would uh, – I would go from I would marry Brees if he was healthy uh, for sure. So maybe this is a different conversation a year from now. But um, I'll go date on Brees Hall. He's still tenth in my running back rankings. If he's healthy, they don't sign Dalvin Cook. I still think uh, you know all, all reports suggest he's on track for early season impact. Nervous about the knee. The same thing with Javante Williams. But uh, um, you know I'm going to roll with it. And then uh, I got I guess as default here I have to discard Javante Williams. But the good news is Anita. He's working his way back up the rankings. It looks like he's going to play in the preseason. So, uh, again, if you are out there and you're considering these guys, just make sure you keep an eye on reports on their health and how much they're going to play and if they're going to be ready for week number one. But uh, that's that's what I'm rolling with for now. Mary date or discard? Michael Thomas, Odabakum Jr., Amari Cooper. Oh, my goodness. Ah, oh, man. Uh, all right. So I will go marry Amari Cooper. Uh, I will date OBJ because I, I actually like him at his ADP. He's going in the double-digit rounds. You know, we're going to be ranking him. Come week one, we're going to be ranking him top 30, right? As long as he's healthy, he's going to be a starter in fantasy. It's just a matter of will he be available for 17 games. That's your concern. But to get him in the double-digit rounds, that's an easy call. So I'll go with him. And, yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas, uh, did I was I even at ESPN the last time he played in the game? I don't, I don't even know, like seven years ago? That's, it's been a minute. So, uh, no, look, he, he was he was pretty good early last season, first couple games, but uh, we barely see him the past three seasons, and he's getting a, he's getting a bit older. So, uh, also not to mention Chris Olave is the number one there. So, I'll if I have to discard one, I'm going to go with Mike Thomas. All right, last one for you: Mary right. date discard, 
Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins. All right. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to – oh, man, I'll, uh, I'll stick with Debo. He kind of let me down. I was high on him last year. I'll, I'll stick with uh, Mary for Debo. Uh, you know, he's, in, he's sending shirtless pictures. He's, all, he's jacked and he's shaking ready to roll for this year. So um, I'll buy into the rebound season. They're going to manufacture all kinds of touches for him, so I'll stick with him. I'll date uh, DJ Moore. I just want to see it happen for him. You know, I just want to see him get the touchdowns, get the production. Uh, you know, just the, it's just inexplicable how much he struggled to hit his ceiling in that Panthers offense. So I, I'd like to see it happen for him and Justin Fields. So I'll go date there. And then, again, by default, love DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, that's going to be a run-heavy offense. His ADP is going to be a little too rich for me, so I'll discard. At his ADP, at his ADP I'll discard DeAndre Hopkins. I love it. Mike, thanks for being so fun and playing along. Really do appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you. Everybody, make sure you tune in. Uh, all the things with Mike Clay, getting you ready for your fantasy football draft, and, uh, and we will have our fantasy football marathon. I'm going to be heading up to Bristol, Connecticut, my once-a-year visit uh, for the fantasy football marathon on August 14th and 15th. 15th, the night of the 15th, we have our fantasy football draft. It's always fun. Hopefully, Mike and I are not sitting next to one another because it's going to go to blows. I can, I, can, I can sense it right now. Mike, adore you, my friend. Thank you so much. Always fun, Anita. Take care. You got it. Mike Clay joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Uh, Joe and Chantel are producing the show. We're going to hear from Jordan Renan momentarily. Uh, But guys, some other news. This just hit the wire before or I should say after we did our click or don't click and what's trending, the Lions sign Teddy Bridgewater as a backup to golf. I love this move. I love this play. Why? I talked about it with um, uh, Rich Samini just uh, about an hour and a half ago. 
Um, I, I think it's uber, uber important. If I am an owner, if I am a head coach, and I have a team that I feel has a really good chance of winning the Super Bowl this year. So let's go through those teams. Okay? The Buffalo Bills. Many believe the Miami Dolphins. Um, obviously the Jets. The Baltimore Ravens. The Cincinnati Bengals. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously the Chargers. The Chiefs. Um, many people feel the 49ers. But I don't like any of their quarterbacks. Um... Many people feel, well, the Saints have a really easy schedule. I think they do win the NFC South and, and go to the, the playoffs. Do they win a Super Bowl? But uh, chances are they don't. But just the mere fact, like, hey, they've got a really good shot of dominating their division and getting into the postseason. So having a backup quarterback uh, is, pretty, is pretty important. Detroit Lions obviously feel that way. Again, that's how we're on this conversation. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, obviously the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, right? And and let's just throw in the Giants just for poops and giggles. So uh, came across this article, uh, the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, okay? And I'm going to rattle off, and Joe, Chantel, if you disagree, feel free to chime in, jump in, okay? Uh, Andy Dalton, number one. He's the backup quarterback to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are going to roll with a rookie quarterback. Are the Panthers... In a position to win a Super Bowl this year? Absolutely not. Does Andy Dalton have value? If I am an owner, if I'm a head coach, if I'm a general manager, I'm like, let's get on the phone. Let's do everything and anything we can to uh, to try to get the Panthers uh, to possibly work out a deal to get Andy Dalton in here as a backup quarterback. And I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not saying that Andy Dalton is the end-all, be-all and will win a Super Bowl but he is a he is a backup quarterback that's going to be able to come in and win help you win some games that will help you get to the postseason hopefully by that time give you some time to get your quarterback healthy get him right again get him I, I just think that there is value at having a, a solid good backup quarterback that you feel confident could come in and win some games for you Jacoby Brissett at two where is he he is in Washington. He's competing with Sam Howell for the starting quarterback job. Gardner Minshew, number three. He's with the Colts. He's expected to start over Anthony Richardson. Heineke, he's with the Atlanta Falcons this year. At five, Jameis Winston. Um, Cooper Rush with the Cowboys. Many people feel that Cooper Rush is actually a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I'm sure that there are some Dallas Cowboy fans listening to the show right now going, yep, yep, he sure is. Sam Darnold, number seven. He's with the 49ers. Uh, Tyler Huntley came in, won a bunch of games for the Baltimore Ravens last year when, um, when Lamar Jackson couldn't play. Uh, at number nine, Mike White, no longer a jet. Where is he? He's in Miami with the Dolphins. Can he step in and help them win some games if Tua goes down? Yes. Uh, can he win a Super Bowl? Probably not. P.J. Walker with the Bears comes in at 10. Marcus Mariota with the Eagles at 11. Uh, Bailey Zappi at 12 with the Patriots. Some people feel that Zappi is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Okay, I disagree with you, but whatever. Uh, Davis Mills with the Texans at 14. Tyrod Taylor with the Giants. And number 15, Mitchell Trubisky with the Steelers. 16, Stidham with the Broncos. 17, Drew Locke with the Seattle Seahawks. 
Kyle Trask competing for the starting job with Baker Mayfield with the Bucs. He comes in at 18. Joshua Dobbs uh, at 19. And Blaine Gabbert at 20. So uh, they've got Zach Wilson listed at 22 of 32. Not bad, considering how he stunk up the joint last year. Um so there's that. I, I just and I just share that with you. I just I, I value really uh, the backup quarterback position because as we know, injuries happen all the time in the NFL. And if you are a team like the Jets, where you've got high aspirations and expectations to go out there and really make a run and win a Super Bowl this year, how confident are you with Zach Wilson, who this SI article has listed at 22 of the 23 teams? Right? 22? Is that right? Did I say? Or was he at 23? I think I said 22. Uh, yeah, 22 of the 32 teams as the backup. Uh, we come back. Jordan Renan will join us next. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Nita, you know, you my girl. You my lady. You my woman. Not like that. No respect. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. That music only means one thing. Football is here. And we've got Rich Samini who joined us earlier tonight. Now we got Jordan Renan getting your Jets and your Giants update. 
camp is in full effect. The Giants jumped on a flight, flew out to Detroit. The next two days, practicing with the Detroit Lions. Jordan Renan joins us now. Jordan, how you doing? Good, Anita. What's going on? How you doing? How are you? So, so let us live vicariously through you. Camp, you know, it's uh, a few. You know, it's it's in the books now. You know, it's it's in full effect. How does this season feel different than other seasons that you've covered the Giants? Good, bad, and different. Yeah, I was actually saying before. Uh, I'm usually not that optimistic. They've been. This is my tenth camp. They've generally been pretty bad over those ten years. And even last year, they, you know, they were the first year in the system, so they and they, they weren't overly talented, so they surprised us. But they look pretty good in camp. I mean, this is one of the better offenses I've seen in camp over the, my 10 years of covering the Giants now. Granted, over that time, the bar has not been that high, but uh, they've looked good to the point where if you think about Daniel Jones, I think he's thrown one interception as far as I can remember, in live drills. And that's really good. There's, like, Eli Manning, even when he was starting a new system that first year, was throwing multiple inter- interceptions every day. Daniel Jones last year throwing a bunch of interceptions. Now in year two, he's thrown one throughout, like, all of, you know, what, ten practices at training camp. It's pretty good. It's really, 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 really impressive. So hopefully money well spent. Uh, let's talk about the weapons that he's going to be throwing to. And you and I have talked about Darren Waller before. I feel like each and every yeah. week I'm hearing even better and better things about him. I had Mike Clay on the show not too long ago. Him and I are in love with Darren Waller to be on our fantasy team. Uh, is, is, he, is, is, is that wow factor still in full effect for you? Yeah, I mean, he's getting a lot of balls. I think today they did they did like an abbreviated practice because they were flying to Detroit. And still, I mean, I think he caught – it was either three or four passes tied for the lead. I mean, he's their number one receiver, and he's going to be a tough guy for anybody to cover one-on-one as long as he's healthy. Now, obviously, the big question with Darren Waller, and I said this every time we talk to Nita, can he stay healthy? Nobody knows the answer. It's a little crapshoot in that regard, right? But, man, he is a mismatch waiting to happen. That size with the speed and the way he runs, it's pretty rare. His head, like, stands out above the rest when he's just working, you know, normally. Uh, so I think there's definitely good reason to be optimistic about that. And I also like when we're talking about the Giants, there's no one else who's going to command a huge target share. So I think that leaves the opportunity for him to do a lot of damage. You know, and, and, and much has been obviously discussed. You know, the Giants didn't give up a lot to get him. Only a third-round pick. Big reason why. Wasn't able to stay healthy. Uh, you know, the last 34 games, uh, what is it, he played or missed 20. Uh, whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what 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 were those injuries and how concerned are you with his injury uh with with the injury factor and the injury probability with the narrative around him? Yeah, last year a lot of it I believe was a hamstring. Uh and most of his injuries have been I think believe soft tissue, which is a little concerning because 
those kind of things have a tendency to keep popping back up. So, but I, I remember when they made the trade, I was talking to Joe Shane, and he said they looked into it, and they're really big into the sports science side. To the degree, like, what they're doing this year at training camp is they're having night practices, right? So they'll practice one morning and give their guys basically 18 hours between practice and then practicing the next night and then having the day off. So they, they've come up with something where they see the physical benefit of doing that, thinking that it might, I believe, reduce injuries. And, you know, Joe Shane, even before the trade, went and was able to speak to the Raiders trainers. Oakland, uh, Oakland, I called them Oakland. How about that? Las Vegas allowed them to do that, to sort of do their due diligence on Darren Waller. And the Giants, even through all their, you know, extensive research and their beliefs and their use of sports science, they came away thinking that this isn't something that necessarily will correlate to an injury moving forward. So uh, they're believers in it. We'll see ultimately if they turn out to be right. He's on the, you know, 30-year-old range with a history of injuries. You know, usually that doesn't work out. Maybe you could stay healthy for one season here or there. Long-term, doesn't seem overly optimistic that he could stay healthy the whole time. But uh, the Giants think that, for the short term at least, that he should be fine. Again, Jordan Manon joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Jalen Hyatt was a wide receiver that I loved coming out of this year's draft. Uh, when he fell to... The Giants, I was just in awe. I felt like, wow, uh, the the draft gods were definitely doing them a huge favor. And I feel like every time the Giants post on their Instagram, it's a touchdown pass from Daniel Jones to Jalen Hyatt. You're out there, eyes and ears on the ground. Is he as impressive in person as he is on the Giants' Instagram posts? Well... There's really no way to get around it. If you're going to catch a long touchdown pass every day, that's still pretty good, even if that's all it was. And so, yeah, I mean, four straight practices he had with a long touchdown catch, Anita. I mean, they're not running 50, 60 pass plays. They're running, like, 30 pass plays in a practice, even less. Like, that's a normal game. So if you're going to come away with a long touchdown grab every single time, that's huge. So I've been very impressed by him. What I actually think has impressed me the most, like the speed, obviously, but we kind of knew he was super fast, right? Is that, yes, he's not big, and we'll see what happens when he has to play in games and get punched in the mouth. But I, I don't look at him and feel like he plays soft. Like, he wants to play tough. So, like, I think that's an important thing because some guys are just naturally not – overly aggressive or, you know, like, but he's like battling for balls in tight spaces. Like I like that. You could tell he's a competitor and he, he has toughness to him, even if he doesn't necessarily have the size and the muscle at this point. So uh, the giants as well were ecstatic that he fell because they obviously traded up for him. So they, they agree with you. And I don't know how you could be sitting there watching camp every day and not be overly optimistic about Jalen Hyatt at this point. Like, wow, they really might have something here. Even if it's not dominant year one, they might have to use him in a specific way. I think long-term, you're like, wow, this has a chance to be a great, great draft pick. 
I love it. I love it. So, so, you know, last year it was like, Oh, who's Daniel Jones going to be throwing to now it's Waller. Jalen Hyatt really has impressed a lot of folks. I still, I'm excited to see what Paris Campbell can do. You know, what, what, who's the odd man out? I mean, are they going to, is it going to come down to be a difficult decision, Jordan, when uh, they have to shave this roster in regard to possibly cutting or, or trying to force a wide receiver onto their practice squad? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting little dynamic. But first of all, Jalen Hyatt, for the most part, is working with the second team. Like, he is an occasional catch. One of the touchdown grabs was from Daniel Jones. But right now, he's working on the second team. So the first team is essentially Paris Campbell in the slot with Isaiah Hodges and Darius Slayton out wide. I'd be surprised something would have to happen if they don't start. The second team is essentially, you know, Sterling Shepard and Jalen Hyatt and Colin Johnson, who would have started week one last year, by the way, if he didn't tear his knee. Uh, his Achilles, actually, I think, not his knee. Right? So he's in the – and then you have guys like Jamison Crowder. Uh, he's on the outside looking in at this point, I, I, to be honest, quite honest with you. Like, he missed the early part of camp. Uh, Wandale Robinson's on the pup list right now, so I think they bring him along slowly. But they're going to have some decisions to make, and it'll be interesting because – if you if you fill the bottom of your roster, and I didn't even mention Cole Beasley, but let's say Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder, Sterling Shepard, uh, Jalen Hyatt, even none of these guys play special teams. So how can you carry all those kind of guys if none of them are doing kick coverage? If none of them are doing punk coverage? So there's definitely some tough decisions to make, and uh, I'm not really sure how they're going to determine. I mean, it's just, uh, with the history of a lot of these guys, it might be who's the last man standing healthy. Wow. Um, before we let you go, Giants, they jump on a flight. They head to Detroit today. Uh, the next two days, uh, the joint practice with the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, don't you feel that that needs to be televised? Like, isn't, isn't the, the, the more important... <laughs> Um, the more important time, the more important experience with, with the players that are starting is going to be during these joint practices more so than the first preseason. Like, are we going to see Daniel Jones playing the first preseason game, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to see after joint practices. Coaches nowadays think it's, you know, live, live drills in controlled environments better than the preseason, so... I'd be surprised if we see the Giants, most of their starters at all, in the first preseason game. That's just my gut feeling at this point. Brian Dable hasn't said that definitively, but that seems to be the way it's headed. So I'd be surprised if we see Daniel Jones. Uh, we probably won't see Saquon Barkley at all in the preseason. I'd be surprised if we see him at all. I think last year, what we, the only thing we kind of did see was at one point we saw the Giants' offensive line. So I think that's something maybe we'll, we'll trend back to because – that's the one group you're still kind of concerned about. What's the interior of that offensive line going to look like? And Evan Neal at right tackle is still a question mark. He's dealing with a concussion now, but in general. So that's the one unit that you kind of want to see play together in the summer. To me, that still matters. and You want to create that continuity, right? It means something for that group. Uh, last question for you, um, a, a player that is not on everybody's radar, that has really stood out 
to you in camp so far? You know, Jason Pinnock is the guy that a lot of people don't even know, right? Uh, but I think when they let Julian Love go, the Giants, they did that with the feeling that Jason Pinnock had a good chance of being able to replace him and be a quality starting safety. And I feel like he's been really solid in camp. And he sort of looks like he has a lock right, lockdown right now on that starting safety job across from Xavier McKinney. So uh, he's kind of stood out to me. Matt Parrott has also filled in for Evan Neal at right tackle when Evan Neal got, got the concussion. That tells you that they think that Evan Neal and I, I mean, uh, Matt Parrott has had a really good camp because they could easily put Tyree Phillips. He started last year at right tackle for a few games and actually played pretty well. Outplayed Evan Neal if we really want to be honest about it. So the fact that they think Matt Parrott has played well enough in training camp that they're willing to put him in there at right tackle that's eye-opening to me. Jordan, always great having you on. Thank you so much with the update. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your week, my friend. You got it. You too, Anita. Have a great show. Good night. Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Update with the Giants. Rich Samini earlier, if you missed that, uh, you could check it out. Uh, we've got it up on a podcast on 98.7 ESPN as well as on my Twitter feed at Anita Marks. Quick break. We come back with some final thoughts. We're going to pass the baton on to Larry and Gordon coming your way at the top of the hour right here on 98.7 ESPN.